Welcome to Dr. Jim's Moore County Today. I happen to be Dr. Jim Polakoff, and as many of you know, the purpose of these weekly podcasts is to introduce you to the unique flavor of local businesses, some of the latest innovations in healthcare, and entertainment happenings here in the county. Recently, I had the opportunity to drop by Sand Hills Feed Supply Company, a local Southern Pines premier landmark that has been around since 1976. If you haven't already had the good fortune to discover Sand Hills Feed, I'm happy to relate they're some of the friendliest people in town. So let's meet these friendly folks. This is Dr. Jim, and I'm here at Sand Hills Feed Supply Company. And with me, I have Kit Fowler and Don Bowden. Uh, these are the two people who basically run the place, and they're fun people to get to know. So hopefully, as we talk about Sand Hills Feed Supply Company, you might come in if you haven't before. I think they've got some interesting tips and things to give you today. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about tips on spring gardening, supplies that are available for beginners who want to start gardening, birding information, tips on dog, cat, and even bird food. So we're going to be hitting all of these areas. But uh, let's start with you, Don. Sand Hills Feed Supply has been in Southern Pines for quite some time. So can you give us like a brief history of your company? I know you've been here for like 20 years. Yes, um, Jan Fowler actually um, started the company in um, 1976 and they started um, downtown on Broad Street and um, they mostly were uh, horse feed, um, dealt with the horse farms in the area, things like that. Um, they actually received all their feed in through the train that came through. Is that right? Down in Southern Pines? That's yep. one right through the tracks. That's okay. Yep. They would offload it um, and um, deliver it out. They did quite a bit with the hay and things like that. Um, but it got to be so big that they needed a different place, a bigger place, um, along with the parking was um, was kind of uh, small, so they needed something bigger. Um, so she bought this place. And, um, and you're right here by the True Fit Gym. Yeah. So people wonder just about where you are. I mean, that's a good landmark, isn't it? Definitely, yep. I love Used that. to be Gold's Gym, now it's True Fit. Correct. Right. Now, Kit, Fowler, you sound like the founder of the company, but you're the son, am I correct? Yeah, I'm the next in line, I guess. All right. So, so where you, you've been here, what, about seven years, I think you said? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right. What have you seen happen in that seven years? Um, definitely moved from, from uh, the horse feed times of the older years to uh, more of a local bird seed and um, small farm and small garden uh, hub. All right. So, uh, well, now, uh, Sand Hill Speed Supply, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, I know a number of people know of you, and maybe there might be some listeners who haven't been here before, but everyone's interested in what's going to happen with spring. I mean, we're just about here with spring, and I understand you have a garden center. So tell us about what's available in that garden center. What we call our cool crops. Um, and so people can start getting those plants in the ground. Um, 
things like your broccoli, cauliflower, um, spinach, kale. Um, we also do bulk seeds, so you can buy your mustards and turnips and all of those kind of things. Um, potatoes, a lot of people like to get those in the ground now. So um, those are the things that will start now and then it'll go straight into what we call our summer crop and that's your tomatoes and peppers, um, squashes, watermelons, green beans, all of that kind of thing. And then in the fall, we'll also do the um, cool crops again. There's another whole season for them mm -hmm. as well. All right. So in any case, uh, my wife is a master gardener, as you know, and she's got that green thumb. I've never been able to catch that green thumb. In fact, I still look at my thumb and it's still the same color after all this time, no matter how much time I stay off the land. But uh, you have any any tips for beginning gardeners to somebody wants to start and say this year, I'm going to get my hands in the soil. Any tips that you'd like to give us? Um, I think, first of all, just keeping an open mind to the fact that this soil around here is sandy and it's terrible. Um, so you really have to incorporate a lot of different things in it um, to make it richer and better. And, um, and that certain things may not do so well in an area this year, but, um, you know, don't give up. Try it in a different area next year. Um, and... Uh, that making sure that if you're gonna start um, do your summer garden, now's the time to get your lime in. Sometimes people wait too late. Mm -hmm. And then we end up with um, things like uh, calcium, calcium deficiency in your tomatoes and peppers, things like that. So those are always important things. Um, to do um, checking your soil is a good time now, just so you can get it ready for um, for the garden um, and things like that. And to never feel like um, any question is a stupid question. We have a people that stop in that just say, "Hey, can I ask you?" And we have no problem. You know, if we don't know, we're going to find somebody that knows the answer to the question, um, so that we can help them out and get their garden going and um, and make them more knowledgeable in, yeah. in the stuff. Well, good. Now, Kit, are you a gardener as well? Uh, not so much. I've I've done it from year to year, um, tomatoes and things like that. Uh, those uh, cool crops coming in, like your broccolis and lettuces and things like that, coming in in the next next week or so. All right. Now, uh, some members of our audience are obviously nature lovers. I mean, this is a great place to be a nature lover. Uh, I sit on my porch and I look at all the birds coming and, and the squirrels and things of that nature. But um, what if, any advice you have in attracting birds? I mean, some people say, gee, I just don't get my neighbor gets them, but I don't get birds in my yard. Any advice there? Definitely. Um, it can uh, boil down to uh, the type of feeder that you use. Uh, uh, certain feeders attract um, smaller birds, uh, bigger feeders, wooden feeders, uh, longer uh, posts can attract your larger birds. And then um, then the bird seed really is where 
um, what brings in the different kinds. Uh, we have one that's a nut and berry, so it attracts everything from your bluebirds to your woodpeckers. And that's uh, called what again? Night? Nut and berry. Nut and berry. Right. Okay, it's a mixture then. Correct, and it's got some sunflower hearts in it, um, some fruits, some nuts, um, but it covers everybody. Cardinals, finches love it, so you just get a wide variety of different birds. And then also making sure that um, you've got houses available for them to nest in. Um, now's the time to do your bluebirds if you're gonna get them up because they actually start pairing up in February and then start nesting in March. So you wanna have that available to them. That helps bring them into the, your area, your yard, um, because they don't actually make their own nest. So they need a, an area to do that. And then you can also do other uh, like rent houses and things like that. Um, and you have all of this here? We do, yes we do. Um, and things even down to the suet, which is, um, goes, it's a small block that is um, something that gives them a little extra fat in the winter. Um, and it just goes straight into the spring when they have babies and it's the first thing they feed their babies and they bring their babies to. Uh, kid, I have a question for you. Uh, do you like squirrels in your yard or not? <laughs> I'm fine with them personally, but um, we know that there's a lot of people out there that don't care for them too much. They tend to go through your your bird seed a little too quickly and can scare off the birds. Um, but usually what we recommend is um, we've got uh, different brands of uh, bird seed mixed with uh, hot pepper, um, which you might think is pretty hostile. but. Um, the squirrels have taste buds similar to ours, so they taste the heat, but the birds don't have any similar taste buds to us, so they uh, they just see it as regular bird seed. Um, but different techniques of mixing that with your regular bird seed can can um, tend to discourage them, which is uh, which is a technique we've been we've been marketing for a while. Um, all right, so they can come in and ask you about that. You mm -hmm. can put them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, that's sir. interesting. It's called the pepper, and, and what do you mix it with? It's a pepper a, and birdseed kind of mixture? Yeah, it's um, it's just like a chili powder um, of different varieties, things like that. I have neighbor, a neighbor, actually, I should say, who complains about the fact that we get squirrels and they don't, and they want more, more squirrels. You just basically put off bird feed to get the squirrels? <laughs> Is that, that'll that'll attract them. That's an easy way. They'll they'll definitely find it. Um, but we do have peanuts and things like that, um, specifically for for squirrels. Right. Yeah, they'll find it. Oh, well, you know, we like a mixture. We like to see uh, birds and squirrels, and we like to see them all out. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you put the bird seed out, and the squirrels are going for it, and that discourages sometimes the birds to accumulate. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they can come in and talk to you about it. Don, you have a point on that. And a lot of times we've um, we've encouraged people. Uh, to to feed the squirrels in a different area so that they will leave the bird feeders alone. Oh, that's too. a good idea. So, um, uh, so that helps sometimes with, we've got feeders that you can put corn on the cob. We've got what they call a munch box where you can put the peanuts in and it's kind of fun to watch the squirrels lift up the lid to get the peanuts. And then sometimes they plant the peanuts and you end up with peanuts later in your season um, for you to try. Are you growing peanuts yeah, at that point? Exactly. <laughs> um, and then we have the squirrel proof feeders um, that work really well. Um, there's a, a variety of those. And um, 
And so those sometimes just in themselves help keep the squirrels out. There's baffles and other things that you can do that if you like the squirrels, but you want to keep them away from your feeders um, to keep them from chewing it up or eating the bird seed that you can do. All right. Well, that's a good suggestion. John, I have a question. You know, I get a little confused and sometimes I feel these commercials are misleading if I, particularly if I see them on TV and we're talking about, well, this is the best dog food and this is the best, best cat food. Uh, do you have any, can you enlighten us as far as what cats should be eating, what dogs should be eating, what you have available here? Sure. Um, as far as cats go, we actually have two store kitties that we um, adopted a few years back, wanting to give them a good home. And they've kind of become the highlights. Um, a lot of kids come in just to see them and things like that. So we try to make sure that we feed, um, feed them the best as we would want all of our customers to do. So we always like to make sure that they have some canned food. So um, we, um, there's a variety of different canned foods. We like to go with Dave's um, canned food. It's a, a and that's good, Dave's. Dave's, yes. Okay. Um, and it's there's no um, fillers in it, things like that. But the price point is um, is a really good. Um, area for uh, a lot of people and but we like to make sure they have canned food because cats don't drink as much water as the dogs do so the canned food allows them to um to get the moisture that they need but we also offer um the dry food as well so that they can get what they need out of that um and the crunching for their teeth and things like that so we carry holistic select um taste the wild are two really good um cat foods that we have available um, and then we have some other brands that some that are a little bit cheaper, but still good quality mm -hmm. um, foods uh, to go for. As far as dog food goes, there's a lot of um, talk going around now about whether you should do grain free or not grain free. Right. I hear a lot um, of that. And, you know, that that conversation could go on for hours. But um, a lot of people don't um, know that certain grains aren't um, bad for them unless you have a problem with, say, allergies, which we have a lot of dogs um, over the last 20 years. Uh, I've definitely had to change the, the different kinds of dog foods um, that we have in the store. Is that because they're mixed breeds, more mixed breeds? There's definitely something changing about it. Um, you know, and we're just seeing more allergy, more food allergies, uh, things like that. So um, if you have a dog that does have a lot of allergies, definitely going grain-free uh, is a good option. Um, but the rice isn't always a bad one. It's the corn, the wheat that you really want to stay away from. Those are, are just fillers that pass through the dog and, and don't really serve much purpose. So the more you can stay away from that, the better off. Um, what about the canned dog foods? We have, um, we do carry a couple brands in there. We have some people that like to feed it. Um, Ken Dog Food is definitely one that if it's something you want to stick with. Uh, feeding, it's always something good to add to the food. Uh, a lot of times dogs get used to it, so it's hard to come away from a canned dog food. But I think I hear you recommending that that canned dog food is not necessarily your first choice. Right, it's not, yeah, it's not always um, necessary to have in the food. Um, we carry a really good one uh, by Dave that's chicken and rice. So 
If you have a dog with an upset stomach, um, difficulties eating, keeping things down, um, stuff like that, instead of having to take the time to make the chicken and rice, it's already prepared in the can, nothing else in it. Um, so it is a great go-to um, can dog food. Would you alternate between the can and with the, for example, their grains and things of that nature? Um, you, you can, yeah. It, most people just mix them together. Um, uh, but dry is the most important one to have. It helps clean the teeth when they're front, you know, the crunching and things like that. Um, we carry a couple of different lines in the higher end. Um, Holistic Select, Taste of the Wild. Uh, we carry a new one, Signature, that has really taken off. Um, it's a kangaroo that we're finding uh, works really well for dogs with a lot of allergy problems. Do you say a kangaroo? Correct, yes. Um, it's the protein that's born to, to the dogs, so they're not, the chance of them being allergic to or having problems with it um, is very slim. So that one has really taken off for us. Is there a difference between what you feed big dogs and small dogs, like labs and German shepherds, and and then of course Pekingese and that sort of? Is there a big difference there? Yeah, there's, they do. A lot of them do have the small breed. Uh, basically, the size of the kibble is what makes the difference. The protein and the fat make is usually a little higher. Um, large breeds, uh, they usually add protein from the brain in it, uh, which is good to have that as a daily supplement. Um, and then there's your in-between maintenance. So those are good. Um, also, our dog foods that we carry have programs with them, which is nice. So you buy 10 or buy 12 and you get a bag free. Oh, okay. So that's kind of a nice um, help against, you know, the price that they are. And there's a lot of other really good dog foods out there. Um, we just try to choose the ones that we, we have found to work really well um, and stick with those. We do have a variety of different ones from a lower end if, you know, price is an issue to some in-between ones and things like that. So as far as, I mean, I'm getting the feeling as I listen to, uh, to both you and Kit, that you're very knowledgeable. And rather than going into the supermarket, I mean, you know, I, I know people who go into uh, uh, Foodland or they'll go into Harris Teeter and they'll just buy those foods off the shelf. No one talks to them about the foods. You don't get any pros or cons. You come to Sand Hills Feed, you're going to be able to give them an education, I'm guessing. We do try to do the best we can. Yes, we, um, we've learned a lot over the years, um, made it a priority to um, to know um, the best we can about the, the food. And um, we've seen a lot come through over the years. And if we don't know, we've got some really good um, sources to turn to, find the answers to. Um, like I said, we have a lot of of allergy issues that people come in and we get to talk and they're wanting a spray for some hot spots and then we get to talking to them and it sounds like they more have a food allergy. So we change, help them by changing their food and within a week they're back and talking about the dog's stuff itching and it's feeling better. And um, so it's, it's nice to see that we can kind of guide them in the right direction. Don, I have a question getting away from dogs and cats for a moment. Um, Yards. We're talking about, we're getting into the spring season. We're talking about lawns, which is a pet peeve for many, many people. What do you think we ought to know about that? About what do you do to help someone who wants to get their lawns refreshed and, and growing again? 
Good question. Um, there's a lot of uh, different things that um, that we can help people with from the weeds that seem to go crazy, especially if we don't have much of a winter um, that never seem to go dormant to um, just the bad soil and helping change the soil. So our summer grasses, we definitely want to start fertilizing and, and kind of waking them up mid-April. So we like to help um, people with doing those kind of things and making sure we get the right timing and reseeding the right grass that they need to. Um, making sure that we've got lines down on the correct um, grass and not on the other grass that it doesn't need to be on. Um, like I said, going back to the weeds, uh, they can just be such a nuisance and they grow so well in the sandy soil that making sure that we get that kind of stuff down so that we can help get them um, a nice green grass. Now, um, do you supply all of this here at Sand Hill Seeds? Yes, yes. So the lime, the uh, all the things that you need to revitalize your lawn, you've got it all here? Yes, correct. All right. And as far as, you know, talking about that just for another moment, uh, you had mentioned something when we were kind of casually talking before the interview that I thought was rather interesting. And that's people actually come in here to see the cats that you have? I mean, there's that kind of personal interaction? We do. It's, it's kind of turning into um, a little funny thing with the cats. They're, um, they've got their own little fan club. We've got people that stop in or drive by and, and kind of just turn in and say, hey, we just want to stop and get our little cat fix. Um, and the boys just love it. They um, It's okay to pet the cats then? They absolutely love to be petted. Ringo does tricks um, and um, Romeo plays with his toys with the kids and they they just enjoy um, that kind of stuff and we have a, a large uh, kids base that like to stop by to um, to play with them and see them and you know we try to think that those are going to be memories these kids have of coming in and, and playing with the cats um, when they were younger at the feed store. So people can just drop by and say, you know, I'm not going to buy anything today. I just want to play with your cats. They can always drop by and see Ringo and Romeo. They enjoy that. Uh, now, Kit, uh, you know, we're kind of concluding this, but from your perspective, what kind of differentiates? What, what do you do here that maybe people don't quite see all the time as far as personalized service? Yeah. Um, well, really, the... I think the big differentiator is, um, you know, we really make sure to grab that bag before, you know, the customer, you know, even has a hand in, um, in trying to struggle with it to their car. Um, we really try and make sure that everybody's taken care of. We'll always see the, the elderly um, consumer come in for bird seed and they're, they, you know, trying to grab a 50 pound bag to, throw in the, in the back of their vehicle and we're always quick to quick to snatch it up for them and, and help them out with it. Well, I can testify to that because I have, you know, um, I just had back surgery a few weeks ago. But I mean, I noticed whenever we come in here, you just take that thing right off of the car, plop it in. We don't have to do anything yep. except just kind of watch you do it, which is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's an art form. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's that and just the, the personal touch with it is really what what uh, differentiates us between you know the big box stores and things like that. Well, I think that's important. Even talking about cats, uh, cats and dogs, since we were before, 
you know, you go into a pet smart and, and basically, which we, you know, have obviously. Here, I just get the feeling that you, you get a little bit more personal with the customer. You give them more of an education. Uh, you're not rushing them in and out. You'll sit here and talk to them. That's one of the things I notice. You'll sit here, sit here and talk to them as long as they have questions or they want to talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Feedback loop is real tight. So, you know, we get a... We get them right back in and they're talking to the same people and um, so we can a lot more easily figure out what their what their issue is with, with whatever product they're having. Can you think of anything else, Don? Do you think we pretty well covered it all? Um, yeah, I think we covered it all. There's um, a couple other things. I think that um, we, uh, along with our dog foods and things like that, we carry other supplies. Um, and if we don't have anything, our turnaround is really quick. We can always get in um, anything that a customer may need. Um, we've got everything from their, the toys to the supplements to, um, to training things. We have actually have a dog trainer that's local that we work with and carry all of his supplies that he needs. Um, so we're um, always trying to uh, uh, make sure that that we have the treats um, on hand and things like that. Um, and we try to just, if there's anything uh, personal uh, orders that people need that they've found somewhere else or online, uh, we try to always make sure that we can help them get those um, items in. Um, as far as, as it was saying with the, the bags, carrying out the bags, we do have a large um, number of elderly couples that we, you know, really um, appreciate and things like that. And, and sometimes even a 50 pound or 25 is just too much for them to carry. So we'll separate it out into 10 pound bags if we have to, to make it easier for them to carry once they get home. So we always try to, however they might need it, to make it easier, uh, we try to do that for them. Well, that is very thoughtful. Um, so anyway, I think our audience gets the gist of this all. The nice thing about it is you can come in and ask for Don or you can ask for Kit. Or if you get lucky, the owner, uh, Jan, might even be in from time to time. So they're all here to give you good advice. And what I really the feel I get that I really like is the fact of how personal you are and the fact you're willing to talk to people about anything they might need to know about gardening, uh, obviously pets, uh, spring coming up, whatever you know you need for your spring, uh, shall we say, revitalizing your yard, birds, squirrels, you've got it all. So anyway, I want to thank you. And, uh, thank you. So if you're after some good nourishment for your pets, birds, or horses, need gardening supplies, or just some good advice, or let's say simply drop by to chit chat and pet their cats, you're more than welcome to Sandhills Feed Supply. These friendly folks are located at 775 South Bennett Street in Southern Pines. It's near Morganton Road and the TrueFit Gym. You'll find their doors open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. You can check out their website, sandhillsfeedsupply.com. In the meantime, thanks for being part of our Moore County family. And remember, Dr. Jim's Moore County Today is available every week. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or any podcast app you choose. So let's be friends. Keep dreaming, keep living. 
This is the motto from which true friends arise. Thank you.